The New York Jets come to Lambeau Field on Sunday, seven-point underdogs, but riding high after a big win over the banged-up Miami Dolphins. The Packers come in with a lot of questions to answer after an embarrassing loss in London to the New York football giants. Can the Packers get back on track? Will they do what is necessary to get there? And how do they match up with a hot Jets team? We have a crossover Thursday with John Butchko from Locked on Jets coming at you right now. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome inside another crossover edition of the Locked On Packers and Locked On Jets podcasts. I'm Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers, joined by John Butchko of Locked On Jets. We are very glad that you are making us your first listen. We hope you like starting your day with us. As much as we like starting our day with you, our crossover edition, as it is every week, is sponsored by our friends at Prize Picks. It is a really fun and easy way to put all of your football knowledge to use. Just pick two to five players. And if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, and you're right about them scoring more or less, you can win up to 10 times your money. And first-time users can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's Prize Picks with the promo code Locked On. It is all over our screen right now. If you're watching us on YouTube, the banner below, Prize Picks, you're not going to forget. Check them out in the App Store. John, the Jets coming off a, a marquee win. Is that fair to say over the Miami Dolphins so far this season? I know it was mostly over Skylar Thompson. But what what is the big thing that you're looking at with the Jets right now? The big storyline of, of your three and two New York Jets. Peter, it's amazing to be talking with you now. For those of you who don't know, Peter and I have a little inside joke because in addition to hosting Locked On Packers, Peter's also the host of Locked On Sports Today, which talks about all sports. So Peter and I always have this joke. I'm a frequent guest on the show that he only calls me when there's bad news for the Jets. Mm -hmm. Now, in fairness to Peter, the last couple of years, if there's been news about the Jets, it's been bad news. (laughs) Right. Peter, we can talk. Actually, the last time I was on the show was when Zach Wilson came back. So we did talk about good news then. So we're on mm-hmm. a we're on a kind of a good run right now because this is the second straight time where we're chatting where there's good news to discuss about the Jets. And I really more than more than anything, Jets looking like a competitive football team for the first time in I, it's probably since 2015. That was the last time the Jets played competitive games late in the season. Now we're still a little early. You're only one losing streak away from falling out of the race, but this looks like a Jets team that's going to be in the mix. And yes, it was against Skylar Thompson. I mean, I don't know that I'd say it was a signature win necessarily because they were playing Miami's third string quarterback. But the point I made earlier this week on Locked On Jets is that, fine, you could say the Jets beat beat a backup quarterback. They took advantage of an opportunity. And the Jets in recent years have not been good enough to take advantage when opportunities have presented themselves. And I'll go one step further. The Jets were the opportunity for most teams on the schedule in recent years. (laughs) And beyond the Jets playing well, it's how it's happening. You know, a few years ago, back in 2017, the Jets started three and two, but it was clear that it was kind of a mirage. They had a lucky win against the Cleveland team that was 0-16. They played terribly in that game. They got outgained by, I think, 200 yards. They won the game because Deshaun Kaiser, who was Cleveland's quarterback, kept fumbling the ball in the red zone. It was not a good team. Everybody knew it was not a great team. Everybody knew that three-game winning streak was a mirage. This Jets team is winning because you have young players developing. You've got Elijah Vera Tucker playing really well, moving 
to a new position every week on the offensive line because of injuries forcing reshuffling. Played three positions in the last three weeks, played all three well. You've got Garrett Wilson, who had a big game week two against the Cleveland Browns, went over 100 yards. Now his production's gone down a little bit, but he's still been reliable. Last week, Brees Hall breaking out. He had over 100, he had uh, exactly 100 yards receiving, fell just under 100 yards rushing. Really solid start to his career. He's been getting better every week on the defensive side of the ball. Sauce Gardner looking like a shutdown corner, made two game-changing plays last week. In fact, first play of the game had a hit on Teddy Bridgewater that not only knocked Bridgewater out of the game, but resulted in a safety. So big story with the Jets is being competitive, but not just being competitive, but how they got there. Now, Peter, let me ask you on the other side, what's the big story for the Packers heading into this one? John, I think the big thing for the Packers is what is this team? And are the problems that they're having fixable? Because the script has been pretty much the same. They come out and they they start well offensively. They start fast. Um, and then in the second halves of these games, the offense falls apart. Um, and defensively, they get really passive. They've, they've built leads in a number of these games. And then defensively, we see Joe Barry get really conservative. It's, it's deep safeties. It's corners playing 10, 12 yards off the ball. And you're just kind of going... Where is the defense we saw in the first half? Where's the offense we saw in the first half? I mean, they were going in to really put the Tampa Bay Buccaneers away. It was going to be 21 points on three drives, and they fumble at the one-yard line. Even in in the Minnesota game in week one, they don't get it on fourth and goal, and, and that sort of sent them into a tailspin. They have these moments of adversity, and then they can't respond after that. And I think that's been part of the issue really for the last couple of years for Green Bay. And that's how do they find the spark without Devontae Adams to get out of those moments? How does how do you get Aaron Rodgers to play within the structure of the offense a little bit more? How do you get Joe Barry to stay more aggressive? And you were hoping a couple of weeks ago that the Giants and the Jets and the, the commanders in this three-week stretch was going to be your get-right game stretch. And that has suddenly not looked like it's going to be the case. This Jets team playing, as you mentioned, a, a lot better football than, than they were to start the season. Part of that is because they have their quarterback. But defensively, you mentioned the playmakers that they have. There's a lot of young talent on this team. And so the Packers are going to have to just flat out play better this week. It also presents an interesting challenge because Brees Hall, in terms of style, a very similar kind of player to Saquon Barkley in terms of he is a little bit boomer bust, but when he booms, it can be incredible and he can do it in the run and the passing. And we saw it last week. Saquon Barkley had one big run and one big passing play. And otherwise it's two yards. It's three yards. It's four yards. It's not, a, it's not like Aaron Jones, who's getting six, seven yards seemingly every time he touches the ball, but hasn't broken that big run. So how, how are they going to find ways to adjust that that's a that's a big question that that I don't know that we have a good answer to. I just want to ask you this question before we because it's not really a, a matchup that I'm that I'm gonna dig heavy into in the next segment. I just want to ask you what your impressions are of Zach Wilson as he makes his way back from this injury in year two. I think we've seen progress so far. Last year was a rough year for Zach Wilson, and I think if the Jets were honest, they would tell you that they maybe overestimated how ready he was to play week one. Now, part of it may have been the Jets went very young across both sides of the ball last year, and they may have just decided, you know what, this is a year where we're just going to get young guys experience. If it works out great, if not, then they'll be better in year two. But he looks more confident this year. He's been processing his reads better. You know, one thing that's been a lot better than I noticed are pre-snap reads. Mm. And it kind of goes hand in hand with another thing that I noticed. 
Last year, I don't know if hero ball, hero ball is the right word, but he was trying to push the ball down the field too frequently, especially in the early part of the season. And in that Miami game, I saw a couple times where he just made a pre-snap read. He saw the leverages, he saw the coverages, and he realized the quick swing to his running back was going to gain him six, seven yards. And there was one play where a couple of defenders ran into each other and Brees Hall turned it into a 21-yard gain. But I think Zach Wilson's kind of understanding a little bit better the threshold. You have to, you can't check everything down, but you also can't force every ball into tight coverage. You have to find the balance. I think Zach Wilson's finding the balance a little bit better this year. You know, is he playing at, at an MVP level? No, he's missed some throws. He's missed some reads. There was one on a fourth down where he tried to throw back shoulder to Corey Davis. It was a fourth and two. He had kind of Tyler Conklin over the middle on a short route wide open. But there's definitely been progress. He's definitely making better reads this year. He's definitely making better decisions. You know, cautiously optimistic. For me, the threshold this year was would Zach Wilson play at a league average level? And I think through two games, he has. All right, a lot more to get to here on this crossover Locked on Packers, Locked on Jets. But before we do any of that, we have to talk about our friends at Simply Safe. Here's a, here's a sports analogy for you. My listeners know I love a good analogy. When it comes to burglars, your home is like the end zone. And you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster. Don't tell Joe Barry. This is why I trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back and you always know your home is safe. I prize my security. Maybe it's all of the times I watched Home Alone as a child. So uh, I have a you know, security system at my house. This is something that matters to me. I care about keeping my family as safe as possible. And I, I think you probably do too. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe home security when you sign up for an interactive monitoring monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. And thanks again for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Jets your first listen every day. Make sure you check out Locked On NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts, that's me, that's John, give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading expert, Bet Online. Follow NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. All right, John, in, in this game, uh, we have a, a very similar set of offenses to the point that um, the, the people calling the shots are, are literal brothers. And then you have a, a head coach in the Packers who is a sort of metaphorical brother with the head coach of the Jets um, in each other's weddings, best friends for, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever it is. So there, there are plenty of similarities in the way these two teams want to approach the game what is the matchup for the jets where you're going okay if the jets can do this thing if they can win this part of the game they're going to give themselves a chance to be in it in a game where they are seven point underdogs on the road i'm looking at the matchup between the jets offensive line and the packers pass rush i you know i really like this packers pass rush you know with gary clark and smith and yeah, I have to admit, back in uh, you know a few years ago when he, when he was up for the draft, uh, Jets picked third overall, and I was the like anti Rashawn Gary guy. Now, part of it was I felt like he was a project, and Quinn and Williams for where the Jets were 
was the surer thing. And for where the Jets were, I did not think the Jets, I did not think it was taking a developmental guy was the best move for them. Whereas for a team like the Packers, it made more sense. And I think it's worked out well for both teams. This reshuffled yeah. Jets offensive line, they've kind of found a good mix. Uh, you know, it's it's been very up and down this season. They've had a lot of injuries at the tackle position. Four tackles have been on injured reserve. Last week, they got Dwayne Brown back. And they did a really good job holding up in pass protection. And that was one of my biggest concerns heading into that game because the Dolphins had a defense that blitzed from all angles. The Jets had a new offensive line. It was a group that had never played together. You had Dwayne Brown, the veteran returning at left tackle. You have another veteran, Lakin Tomlinson, at left guard. You've got uh, Connor McGovern, solid center. Nate Herbig, a guy that Jets got from the Eagles off waivers at right guard. And Elijah Vera Tucker, guy who started the season at guard, kicked over to left tackle two weeks ago against Pittsburgh, shifted to right tackle, last week against Miami held up really well. And Zach Wilson so far this year has been one of the top quarterbacks when protected. You know, he's been, he's, he's produced great numbers when he's not under pressure. So if these guys can hold up and Zach Wilson has time to operate in the pocket, then I really like the jets chances in this game. But if he can't, you know, Zach Wilson last year, at least had some issues, you know, he was kind of mistake prone when under pressure. So I think that this is this is a really key matchup. It could impact Zach Wilson's performance, and obviously that's going to impact what happens on Sunday. Peter, I'll flip the question to you. What do you think is the key matchup? Yeah, just to put a bow on, on the point that you're making, um, by pro football focus grade, in a clean pocket, Zach Wilson is the second highest graded quarterback in the league from a clean pocket. That is a, when I looked that up, because I looked that up earlier this week, I was gobsmacked by that. And I, like it, it does, it makes sense because he has the arm talent. And when you watched him at BYU, you went, when this guy has time to throw, he can absolutely sling the rock. And he's got Corey Davis. He's got Elijah Moore. He's got now Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall as a, as a guy out of the backfield. Um, Aaron Rodgers, by contradistinction, 19th in pro football focus grade from a clean pocket. Like this is not a problem of pass rush. This is not a problem of receivers getting open. This is Aaron Rodgers missing throws, um, missing reads. Not not playing to his standard um, by any means. Aaron Rodgers is like decimal points ahead of Daniel Jones and Davis Mills from a clean pocket. That's just not what we're used to seeing. Now, the matchup that I'm I'm most looking for is this is the same idea, this Zach Wilson idea, because last year he forced some throws, he forced some throws into coverage. He was was often missing underneath defenders. Um, and the Packers on things like spot drops, their linebackers not getting good depth. Um, their flat defenders have been nowhere to be found. So how do you find ways to disguise? How do you find ways to pressure? Is this going to be a week where you play more single high safety, you load the box to stop Brees Hall, and you try and heat up Zach Wilson a little bit? Um, it, so for me, the matchup is Wilson versus Joe Barry. How do the Packers approach this defense. And do you say, okay, paying a lot of money to Jair Alexander, first round pick uh, on Eric Stokes, and you're paying a lot of money to Russell Douglas. Plus you've paid a lot of money to Adrian Amos, and you're going to pay a lot of money to Darnell Savage. He was a first round pick. Do you just trust the secondary to hold up in some of these single high looks and, and say, all right, it's man all day here. Here comes Quay Walker. Here comes Devondre Campbell. Here comes some exotic pressures. Zach Wilson, you have to figure this all out. Um, I don't know that we've seen a team um, that that can do it with four the way that the Packers can, but at the same time, I, I think I don't think the Jets have seen that, which is what what I mean to say. And so I, I wonder 
if there is this balance to strike between trying to, all right, here's four, drop seven, make Zach Wilson read everything out. And how do you balance that with trying to be aggressive and dictate terms, which is what I have been trying to say on my show all season. I, it, it's a, it's an interesting line that they're going to have to walk. And I'll flip it on to the other side. I was kind of going back and forth between these two matchups, but I almost would say Aaron Rodgers versus Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich is I'm the same way. I was, I was sort of going back and forth between those two matchups too. I think it's, it's fascinating because Sala has owned Aaron Rodgers a little bit. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that he's got a great record against Rodgers, but one of the big complaints Jets fans have about this defense is that they don't mix up their looks a whole lot. I mean, you see right. a lot of, a lot of zone, lots of cover three, lots of cover four. And one thing we know about Rodgers is that if he knows what he's getting, he's going to know how to exploit it. So how do you tweak it? I mean, you know, I don't know that you necessarily need to do a whole lot, but maybe you need to show him something a little bit different on every play just to kind of make him hesitate a little bit. But I think that, that that's a concern for me because I know Aaron Rodgers, maybe not, maybe not off to the best start this season. He's still Aaron Rodgers. He knows how to, he knows how to exploit defenses when he knows what he's getting. So I think it's on Salah and Ulbrich this week to mix things up a little bit. And listen, as you said, he's got a good track record doing it. So he, he knows how to do it. Uh, so we'll see. You know, we'll have to see what he has. I, I have to say, I really like the defensive personnel for the Jets. I, th- I think there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, Quinn and Williams playing at a really high level, but they've got depth on that front. They've got good linebackers who can run. And you mentioned Sauce Gardner. Man, he is every bit as advertised. Um, he's he's big. He's physical. I'm I'm really anxious to see him against Romeo Dobbs. Him against Al Lazard. Um, and and if there's going to be an X factor, it's how do they defend Randall Cobb, who was the the featured passing weapon in this offense against the Giants? Are they do they have the right nickel to to be in position there? Um, I, I think that's an interesting one with all of this as well. So, is there is there anything where you're looking at the Packers team aside from Aaron Rodgers where you're like, man, if if this guy plays well or if they do this thing? This can make it really tough for the Jets. I think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to be the the answer every week to a question like this. But like, is there someone else where you're like, mm, this is this is going to be a problem for the Jets? Another guy named Aaron, Aaron Jones. Mm. The Jets have been up and down this year against the run. There have been some weeks where they were very good against the run, weeks where they haven't been. The linebacker play, CJ Mosley, you know, great track record, but has been very inconsistent in the run game this this year. And yeah, I mean, there was a game uh, a couple weeks ago against Cincinnati where maybe, you know, you look at the the total game stats, Bengals maybe didn't have such a great game on the ground, but I got to tell you, Peter, they took in, they took eight minutes off the clock in the fourth quarter, and it was almost all on the run game. The Jets knew it was coming. They could not stop it. The linebackers were struggling. So I, I do have some concern. I don't know what to expect out of this Jets run defense so far, because as I said, they're being, like, they shut down Baltimore's run game week one, even in, in a loss, but there have been some other games where they've been shaky. And, you know, I do worry about Aaron Jones's uh, potential in this game. You know, I look at the, the matchups, you know, I do think, I do feel pretty good about the Jets corners being able to handle the Packers receivers. Of course, you know, as I said, I respect Rodgers, but I think the Green Bay run game is the X factor. I think you're right. I think the Packers after, you know, two weeks ago, they said they want to get Aaron Jones involved more. Um, th- they did get him involved more against Tampa, but then again, in this game, you know, you heard Aaron Jones after the game, who, who is always the good soldier. And he was asked a question and he he said, look, uh, if, if we have two plays to get two yards, I trust me and AJ Dillon to do it. I, I don't think that play was the, the drama that some made it seem like it was, but for him to say that instead of, look, I trust the coaches to do the thing. 
I think that lets you know that there is some um, disagreement right now over how this offense should be run. I think that part of the fact that they are so RPO heavy, everyone knows who's making that decision. And that's Aaron Rodgers because he gets to make that decision at the line of scrimmage. And so it's just, it's one of those things that I think, especially for Packer fans to monitor as we move forward here. All right, we will finish up with predictions in just a second. But before we do, let's talk about our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the daily fantasy game that you should be playing. Entries are really easy to put together. You find a number that you like. Prize Picks sets a yardage total. And you look at it and you go, I think this player is going to create more yardage or fewer yards than that number. You're not playing against me. You're not playing against John. You're playing against the number, the prize picks projection. And if you're right, put a couple of players together. You can win up to 10 times your money. It's not just NFL. They've got college football. They've got basketball. They've got baseball, baseball playoffs, a fun time to do this. Hockey's back. Let's go. They've got golf. Anything you can think of. They've got a prize picks number on it. Entries can take 60 seconds or less. Safe and fast withdrawals. And currently, you can find them all over the country. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And our listeners, first time users, can get 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the promo code locked on. You put 100 in, use the promo code, you're going to get an extra 100 bucks. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on for an instant deposit match up to $100. And thanks for making Locked On Packers and Locked On Jets your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, John, let's finish up here with our predictions. The Packers seven-point favorites at Bet Online. That was where, at least where I saw it open on Bet Online, which means it is still there as we record this um, on, on Wednesday afternoon. We'll see what the injury report says. I don't think there'll be any surprises that will move the lines all that much. How do you see this game ultimately playing out? You know, Peter, it's interesting. I used to be the most popular hosts on the for the opposing fan base during these crossovers because I could never pick the Jets. I mean, how could you pick the Jets in <laughs> recent years? So everybody loved me. That's an interesting line. I've seen it, and I feel like a lot of that is based on the preseason per- perceptions of these teams because yeah. I think if you look at the way these teams are playing, it seems like a much closer game. Now, you know, I, t- mentioned, I kicked off the show by talking about an inside joke you and I have. Now I'll tell you about an inside joke Jets fans and I have. Is last year, I was horrible at picking the games. Like every time... I thought the Jets would win. They lost the two of the games that they won. I said they had no shot in. So I did not have a good feel for the team last year. This year, I'm 5-0. and oh, So I've done pretty well. I picked both games they'd lose. I picked all three they'd win. This is a game that could go either way. And, and I think the question is how the Jets will handle prosperity. You know, they now have a little bit of positive buzz around them. And I know you could have said that last week because, you know, they were coming off a big win against Pittsburgh going into Miami, but then they, they ended up getting a third string quarterback. It was a game that, frankly, they, they should have won, frankly, if they lost it. It'd be a game you'd question everything about the direction. And that game was close. They scored 21 in the fourth. That they game they, was, they was, blew was, it open in the fourth. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. It was it was not a dominant four quarter performance. So I think there's a question of obviously there's a question of what you get from Green Bay because a great Aaron Rodgers game can change everything. But I think the Jets you know, maybe found something. Maybe they found the right mix here. I think Brees Hall really kind of broke out last week. I've been waiting for it. 
I think he's kind of become the focal point of this offense, and that changes everything. It makes Zach Wilson's life easier. The defensive line starting to gel. They're starting to play better. This has quietly become a real a, a strength of the team after struggling, maybe underperforming early in the season. Uh, again, you could. It's always you're always one week away from turning things around in the NFL, but we do know that there are some issues right now going on with the Packers. You know, it could easily be a get right game, but I have a chance to be a homer, Peter. So I'm gonna go Jets 24, Packers 21. I, mean, I oh. want to enjoy it as long as I can. I actually have Let's a legitimate go. shot at the Jets. Yeah, legitimate shot at the Jets winning. I gotta take take them when I can. Man, now I now I just kind of want to go the opposite way because I was I was with you. In fact, 20, 24, 20 was the number that I originally had in my head. Um, it's hard to have a lot of faith in this Packers team right now. So here's the thing, John. I watch this team every week, and every week I go, the offense is closer than it seems like they are. That they are just like one or two plays away from really, really hitting all of this stuff. And if Aaron Rodgers just plays like 85% of MVP Aaron Rodgers instead of 78% of that guy, this offense is going to be a lot better. And if they just execute a little bit better, if they have a little bit better spacing, or if they don't have, you know, um, a, a protection bust on this play, it's a touchdown. And so every week I just want to go, this is the week they score 30. I don't think this is the week they score 30. Uh, I, I just don't. Um, but I do think they can get to 27. And so I, I think this is, I, I just, I kind of want to just do it just to do it, do like a 27, 17 kind of thing where they, where they have a nice home bounce back game. But I said this last week and I said this to Patricia. And then I said it to Madeline Burke on our Friday show. The London game is weird and weird things happen in London. And guess what? Something weird happened in London. I, I think there's something weird that could happen post London. And so I'm a little bit more concerned about this game than I might otherwise be just because the recovery time is weird. The time zone is weird. The jet lag is weird. So I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I'm still going to go 27-20. I think that is um, the optimist view, but I just think that, that there is a chance here for the offense to find a way to run the ball. And like you said, when Aaron Rodgers knows what he's getting, it, it's really tough for defenses. And Fred Warner is not walking through that door. Nick Bosa is not walking through that door. Robert Sala doesn't have the same sort of guys to dictate action. And that's nothing against Carl Lawson or Quinn Williams or, or CJ Mosley or any of those guys. They're just not to the level of that 49ers team. So that's that's where I am on this. Um just just so just so I have it. Top line this for me for the Jets. The Jets, the Jets will win if they do what? If Brees Hall has a big game, you know, if Brees Hall goes, I mean, I guess that goes without saying if he goes for 200 yards from scrimmage again, but I think last week Brees Hall wanted, I think, I think last week was the first time the Jets were able to work the run game the way they wanted to, because they've been behind in the second half. Last week was the first time they have not trailed by 10 in the fourth quarter. I think in their heart, you know, it's a Mike LaFleur offense from the Kyle Shanahan tree. They want to be able to run the ball. So if Brees Hall has a big, um, I just it did not top line it at all. I just went into a long diatribe, but I think if Brees Hall has a big game, the Jets win this thing. All right, I th let me let me just flip it around then. If if the Packers can control uh, Zach, who I have always called Kyle Wilson, um, they win because I just think that that's that's the way that this game is going to play out. If the, if they are play aggressively against the pass, 
I think that leads to turnovers. I think that leads to pressure. And I think that leads to this offense not being able to play in um, phase the way that that they have been able to, certainly the way that they were able to last week. And that that takes Brees Hall out of the game without the Packers having to defend him well. All right. That's all we have on this crossover edition. Locked on Packers, locked on Jets. We will we will talk to all of you. Certainly this weekend, our live stream for Locked on Packers is tomorrow. We will see all of you very soon. And thanks all of you for staying locked on Packers, locked on Jets.